Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise, where we want to see your business thrive. It's July 14th, 2017, coming to you live from New York, New York. It's a rainy day in the town that never sleeps, while some of you are still trying to navigate the POTUS flowchart, and others are making Labor Day weekend plans. We have a wonderful show for you today with the CEO, Dan B., Jim Estelle. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. How are you today? So the CEO of Danby Appliances is a Canadian technology entrepreneur, executive, and philanthropist. Jim started a computer distribution business from the trunk of his car while in the university. He turned that modest business into a company doing $350 million in sales before selling to Phoenix in 2004. He then became CEO of Phoenix Canada and grew sales from $800 million to $2 billion over five years, including a founding board member of Research in Motion BlackBerry before the company went public. In 2010, he published his first book, Time Leadership, Lessons from a CEO, and followed mm-hmm. that publication three years later with zero to $2 billion the marketing and branding story behind the growth, which became the subject of his TEDx talk. He has most recently been in the news for his sponsorship effort to settle 50 Syrian refugee families. Financial Times, BBC News, The Guardian, and Toronto Life have all covered his story. You can follow him on his blog, CEO blog, Time Leadership, which documents his philosophy on leaders, leadership, time management. He currently lives in Ontario. Welcome to the show, Jim. Well, thanks for having me. So when you were a young boy, what did you dream of becoming? Well, I always wanted to own a business since I was young. That was my goal and my dream, and it obviously came true. Okay. And what is Cynics and your journey with the company? Well, you sort of filled it in on my background. I was in university. Um, I was doing circuit board design. I was That was what I thought my company was going to be. I needed a computer, got a better deal. I bought two of them, bought two, sold one. Then someone wanted a printer. Then someone wanted some software. Next thing you know, I'm buying and selling computer hardware, software, and peripherals. I grew the company <laughs> to 350 $350 million in sales, sold it to Cynics, which is in the same business. And then I ran Cynics from $800 million to $2 billion. Um, so it's a, it's an IT distributor. It's one of the larger ones in the world, actually. Okay. And, you know, a lot of people have problems in sales. Just, you know, for example, even just selling a book to get that first sale. What do you think the magic was in turning yours into a billion-dollar making money? Do you have any tips for the industry? Well, the, the tips for uh, industry and sales is uh, you just keep trying. Like, uh, and I'm a big believer in success habits. And in this day of um, LinkedIn, I'm, I'm a big LinkedIn junkie. So connect everybody you can and be <laughs> persistent, but be polite. And that's what sales are all about. The other thing I always look for is competitive advantage. So what are the things that I can do a little better, easier, cheaper than someone else? And then I focus on those. Because if I am doing things better, more economically, faster, whatever – then people will buy. If I'm trying to do the same thing as everybody else, then there's no reason for them to buy from us. True, true. And what kind of inspiration can you give to people? Because you really started out of the truck of your car, and there's people that 
you know, start with zero, what really inspired you? Well, what inspired me actually is almost a negative inspiration. When I told my father what I was going to do, he said, that's great. When you go bankrupt, then you can go get a job. And uh, so, of course, I'm never going to go bankrupt. I'm never going to do that because that – so that inspired me. Plus, I always had this dream to own a business. Um, I think the other thing that you have to get good at is not taking sales, lost sales personally because uh, it, the job of a salesperson to go out and make a lot of calls – and get kicked in the shins a lot. But at the end of the day, you can be a very successful salesperson making 10 sales calls, getting kicked in the shins in nine of them, and not in the 10th one. And often you get kicked in the shins nine times, or 10 times even. You have to just keep going back, and eventually they stop kicking in the shins and give you the order. (laughs) True, very true. So really, keep trying. But it is also doing it within areas that you have competitive advantage. So I don't, I don't actually sell anything to anybody that doesn't need what I want, that I'm not offering them better value than other people. Can you tell us about Danby Appliances? Sure. Danby Appliances uh, is a company. I sat on the board of Danby Appliances. The CEO resigned, so I said I would run it. Um, and so then I ran it, and then they said, uh, sell the business. And I said, great, I'll buy it. So I bought the business. Um, we sell refrigerators, freezers, uh, bar fridges, uh, wine coolers. We sell air conditioners and dehumidifiers, which sound a bit weird as a home appliance company, but they have compressors. That's the common thing. We sell about 2 million appliances a year, so it's not insignificant. Do about 400 million in sales. Wow, okay. Okay, and that's very, is it more popular in the United States or Canada? Well, more than half of our sales are in the United States, but that still means market share is much higher in Canada than it is in the States. And then we do a little bit internationally as well. Okay. What would you say are the top three differences of businesses in the United States and Canada? So the main difference between Canada and the United States is the American market is 10 times the size of the Canadian market. So even if our sales in Canada and the United States were the same, it means my market share in Canada is much more dominant. And in Canada, I am dominant in things like bar fridges. I sell, I have a 30% market share. There's a one-third chance if you have a bar fridge, it came from uh, Danby Appliances. Another difference is Canadians know we're not Americans. Americans aren't, don't know that Canadians aren't Americans. So there is differences between the, the countries, and we are a different country. That said, I also think there are the differences are not that great. I love doing business in North America because the ethics tend to be more or less the same. The contracts, the way people think, they're somewhat similar, unlike going to some other uh, foreign markets where you have a lot more um, lack of transparency and a lot more uh, a huge, huge difference in culture. There's some differences in culture between Canada and the U.S., but it's not near as big as selling in Brazil or Budapest. True, true. I was just um, speaking in Toronto, I guess it was last year, and the energy for business, and and particularly small business, was just incredible. Um, In your opinion, what is the future of business appliances and just business in general? So in the appliance business, I sell home appliances, and uh, the future of appliances, everything's going to be connected to the Internet. That's the Internet of Things. That's just going to happen. There's a big push towards uh, quiet appliances. You don't want to hear your refrigerator. 
and uh, big fish, uh, big push towards energy efficiency. And for us, we also do some of the more niche products. So we do small, don't have as much space, want to make their apartment seem bigger. Um, and we've even taken and we've introduced a grow a herb grower, so you can actually grow herbs in something that looks a little like a wine cooler. It has a glass door, and you can see your uh, your parsley and your basil growing. Ah, so we're we're really looking at that whole concept. You have cut out. I cannot hear you. Can you tell us some of your other success stories? Sure. I mean, in addition to running and growing my business, I have invested in over 150 technology startups. And one of the ones that's most famous that I invested in was BlackBerry. And I was on the board of BlackBerry since before they were public for their first 13 years. So I've had the privilege of sitting on the sidelines of companies that have grown from zero to billions and from 100 employees to 10,000 employees. So that's uh, that's pretty fun. And you, like most people, ask for success stories. But in reality, I believe that successful people have many, many failures. They just shake it off. So I have many failures, but that makes me a success. When I was doing distribution, I would sign five product lines. One of them would be successful. Everyone thinks I was a genius. Three of them would sort of walking wounded. And one of them would go bankrupt. But everybody still gives you credit for doing the, the ones that win. That's the good part. That uh, that story always stays with you. <laughs> That's great. Uh, can you tell us a little little bit about your participation in the Better Business book? Sure. I I write a lot on my blog, and it's just sort of one of the things I've always written. And I read at least one book a week, so I'm a voracious reader. And so I was approached to do this uh, contribute to this Better Business book. So I contributed a chapter, and they were even good enough to make it the first chapter. And uh, I, I'm a passionate passionate about marketing, so the chapter was about marketing. Okay. And what do you hope the audience will take away from your chapter? I, I think the real um, message to take away is that um, marketing is important, and marketing is an art as much as a science. And uh, if I can inspire people to study marketing, I think that will help them in their business success. Ah, very, very good. Uh, what is the future vision for Danby? Well, Danby Appliance, I'd like to drive it to a billion dollars in sales. Like I said, we're about four hundred million now, because I don't want to be, you know, just said I just did my first business to two billion. Let's just do this one to a billion, and uh, so it's more growth, um, and that for me involves. Um, expanding geographically and to some extent ex- expanding our product line within what we do. Okay. And what is next for Jim Estelle? Well, I came out of retirement to do Danby. So what's next for me, I suppose, ultimately will be retirement. But at the same time, I use my business as a platform to save the world. And I know that sounds a little um, grandiose, but I I do want to do good in the world, so that's what I use this business platform for. And you have, especially your work you've just done with um, the Syrian refugees, that's very, very commendable. Well, well, Jim, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Sorry we had so many complications with uh, the technology today. It is raining in New York City, uh, but we want no to problem. thank you so much for coming on the show, and we know that you and Dandy will continue to be a great success. We look forward to more of your teachings and work, 
And thanks so much for coming on the show. Great. Thank you, Erica.